Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hit watch, hit watch. Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Do it. All right, and happy anniversary. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 44, our first year anniversary. My name is Brett Jagger. Along with Beaumont Rand. stuff. I, I got a fun statistic to throw out. Let's there do fi- it. There are 52 weeks in the year. Uh-huh. We did it 44 out of those 52 weeks. Yeah. Maybe not one episode. Remember that interview stretch where we did three episodes in 10 days? Plus episode zero. zero. That could be 45, technically. Yeah. So um, 84% of the time. It's been 84.6, so rounding up to 85. And it's been a yeah. blitzkrieg here of late. Uh, coming off... Uh, all the madness that ensued out in Los Angeles at the live Greg Goldman hour and then the Okerland Awards. Uh, what a wild ride it's been, buddy. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I think what was heard there, you know, is, you know, definitive. You know, I think it, tur- honestly, that trip turned out as well. Turned as out pop- pretty good. It turned out pretty good. At yeah, the end. you know, like I got, like at the end. Yeah, like definitely I look back on it very fondly. Yeah, despite you, uh, Trying to murder Greg Goldman. I wasn't trying to murder. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, wasn't try- I, 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 I know, I, I know. I, I, I was specific. I but, know. But no. Uh, it was crazy. So no, uh, uh, we'll get more into all yeah, that at yeah. some point. Except but for that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we're here, and it is Sunday, November 14th, the day after Full Gear Hit Watch. Let's just say it fucking happened it for happened. our anniversary. I should have even said that right off the bat. Happy hit watch. Happy anniversary. It had cooled for so long. Callus was off TV for like six weeks. And when what happened on Dynamite happened this past Wednesday, he hit him with the camera. Kenny signed the contract. And blood, I texted you. I'm like, dude, hit watch is going to happen. Yeah. And, and uh, from the moment, and we'll get right into the main event here in just a second. Uh, but from the moment, you know, Callus was just agging it on. And yeah. he just knew it was just good. Yeah, he was much more, much more involved. Like the close, mo- the most he had been involved was that dynamite we saw in Milwaukee. Yes, whenever he ran at Christian. <laughs> yeah, you know, the about, Christian storyline. I'm very upset. Yeah. yeah, like those have been the only two moments because he's been very like he's kept he's his been physical distance. Correct. Yeah, you know, like out of like p- possible range after you know Moxley and before the exploding barbar death yeah. match. Like it truly fizzled. We hadn't even thought about it in two months, basically, because of that. And again, for it to get as close as possible for the show we were at, and then to actually happen when Hangman wins the world title for our one-year anniversary, it is, as they call it, kismet. And what a night it was. Uh, We're both uh, a little hungover. It's later in the afternoon today that... uh, 
Yeah, we're just tired. Yeah, and no, LA we, we, took we, it all out of us. And frankly, uh, editing those episodes uh, was a chore. Yeah, but a lot of a fun, chore. but it, it takes it out of you. Yeah, no. And uh, I mean, I'm very proud of it. Yes. I'm proud are, of what happened. And we are very proud of yeah. the products that we've put out. We hope that you enjoyed them as well. And uh, how about, uh, again, before we're pretty much just want to say we're not really going to be editing this. Um, Again, we're just tired. We wanted to get this out for you all and for us, too, because we want to fucking talk about that great night. But uh, we drank quite a bit. We had a lot of fun with a couple friends last night. So we're just going to blitzkrieg through it. But big news in BBB land and uh, Disney Plus and X-Men land this week, huh, Beaumont? Yeah, big big deal. So uh, I saw a rumor on one of those stupid comic book blogs like screenrant.com or comicbook.com you know like you know what i'm talking about yeah. there are these they like it's just clickbait they like pay these freelance writers nothing just to like there's a million out. wrestling websites yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, the yeah, same. They, yeah. They, they, they just pump out these articles they you make know. it click cuz you don't know what it is yeah, often yeah 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 the, the titles are like you can't guess you yeah. know like <laughs> like what you know happened to disney plus yeah. or, you know, like like these like really weird. Can you believe takes. who talk to each other? Yeah, I know it's 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 ridiculous. And um, so I saw that I saw a rumor that like oh yeah the X Men animated series is going to be, you know, coming back or be revived. Which clearly it looked like whenever the Leewalds came on our show, one thing that was cut that was in the very beginning before we started the formal interview was uh, they had mentioned like hey Disney Plus yeah listening like we want to be on there, which has led me to wonder. How soon did they know? Because they yeah. didn't know on our show, and if they did, they were they, they were acting really yeah. Really well. I couldn't remember if that was we had talked about it on the actual recording or not, but I do they they remembered you know being interested in a revival yeah. of sorts, so, but it didn't seem to be imminent. No, no. And what was that like? Mid July, mid, mid late July, late July. Si okay, sister's wedding, and okay. um, so apparently I had found out like Larry Houston, three walled, yep. had um, <laughs> spoken with Disney Plus at Hell some yeah. point earlier. But what I've also found out too is now I guess um, shit without even you know saying what happened. Oh yeah, so the X Men animated series is being revived <laughs> in twenty twenty three for Disney, Disney Plus, Plus yes. under the title X Men ninety seven. Yes, it's meant to be a direct continuation of the series. I'm curious to see how much because the series ended. Spoiler alert: you'll want to skip forward a few seconds, but um. Basically, Mike, um, Henry Peter Gyrick, the Mike Pellegrini comparison, <laughs> that guy um, gets a hold of some psychic device and like makes Professor X like fucks him up really bad. Yeah. And he's like almost dying. And so they got to go to Magneto, who's about to do something really bad. They're like, hey, Magneto, yo, Magneto, uh, you know, uh, Professor X is dying and you got to go. And so, and so, and so Magneto walked up and uh, he, yeah. he, he, um, the Professor X has to go away with like a bunch of aliens. To like you know deal with this psychic issue but he has to be away from earth and magneto becomes the leader of the x-men at the end so i wonder oh, wow. if they're going to pick up with that because like that's right at the beginning of a magneto face turn interesting um, so it, so that's interesting so but a lot of the voice actors are coming back um god I, i've been so scattershot in explaining this but um <laughs> it's like, okay yeah, we're yeah. not editing so just fucking get it out just, there just, brother just take notes yeah. but, but um so what i also did read to kind of go to circle back as uh, a lovely uh, individual. Oh, yes, yes. Let me do. Um, but uh, they, uh, I, I had read that they'd already hired the writers. Like, whenever it was released, these the current writers on Twitter were like, hey, I finally get to you know, say this. Yeah. So they had known for a little bit, and apparently the show they had already casted, it had been in pre-production, so I'm curious, like, when did they know? It yeah. could not have been long 
after their appearance on our show. Or they just kept it very, very exactly. close to that, the and, vest. And, that, and that's what I've been wondering um, since Well, maybe then. we'll get them on again at some point. Well, well, uh, well and also um, to give in credit. In 2022. Yeah. yeah. And also Before give, the show comes back. And also to give credit where credit's due. I mean, the timing of them coming on our show, you know. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think we... I maybe, think it's we are directly responsible for this show coming back. 100%. Plain and simple. But, uh, I mean, to kind of, you know, go, go back to one year anniversary. Um, yeah. To think, like, whenever we first started engaging with them around Hit Watch time back in... Like in December, December, yeah. Yeah. To think, like... I don't want to say we're direct, but it feels pretty cool to feel like, hey, I was involved, we were involved in, like, the reintroduction of this show into the kind of cultural conversation a little bit absolutely like, like we were kind of there albeit in a very small way yeah but we were there and that was pretty cool yeah, i agree cool. it's all been pretty damn cool but, but congrats to julia and eric leewald yes I know this is something that they wanted and i'm yes. glad they're having it and i can't wait and uh, we had a nice little uh, interaction with good old brian cage on twitter too oh, yeah. because of it he responded to a couple uh we are leading the charge for him to be the voice of Master. Don't call me Mole. Mold. Yeah, I think you know he's gonna have, gonna have as good of a shot as any. And uh, yeah, so you know we bef again right before we get into full gear here, we're just circling the fucking wagons. But circling you know back. we thought <laughs> we thought about like planning some big shit for the anniversary, getting some people on, playing old clips, whatever. But again. We've been doing a lot of shit, and life happens, and we're tired, and uh, so we're going to kind of maybe mix in some anniversary things from here until the, ho you know, through the holiday season, probably building to some sort of big Christmas episode. Big, big end of year, you know, celebration of us and, and you know, the wrestling community we've been All a part of. All of it, of. yeah. And, and yeah, and uh, I guess one thing... Uh, to our fans on on you know online, like yes. particularly on Twitter where we engage with people, but also on Instagram at Brainbuster Boys for both. Yes. Um, let us know what you would like to see us do. Yes. Because you know? we are at an interesting part here after all the Greg Goldman <laughs> business, where like, you know, uh, yeah, kind of coming back is uh, it's gonna it's just weird, right? It's weird right now. I feel like we haven't done this in a normal setting in a while. But yeah, yeah. we you know we've talked about. You know, kind of shortening the dynamite recaps and doing other things, but we're really gonna do it this time. We don't know exactly when, but soon. And uh, yeah, we would love to hear your suggestions for things you'd like to hear us talk about, whether it be, you know, old wrestling shows or I don't know, fantasy booking. Who knows? We can get weird with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just uh. Let us know, because now is a really good time to, to do that. Yes. So, uh, shall we uh, get into full gear here? Yeah, let's uh, put it into, start let's the car and... Kick it into... Push the clutch and... High gear. Yeah. Fully. Hit watch! Um, yeah, so let's obviously just start with the main event. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to rewatch it today, but fucking Bleacher Report is bunk as hell. Uh, but what an incredible moment match, you know, just putting a bow on, you know, the biggest and best storyline in this company's history and man, did they do it very, very well. And I loved every second of it. And I was crying like a little kid at the end and for hit watch to actually happen to just what a night. Yeah. And like, I'll say this about this moment. It had, it had me so engrossed that I wasn't comparing it to like all out. 
Yeah. What are, what are other moments? You know, I wasn't like kind of being like, oh, this is better than that. You know, yeah. I, it was it was just what it was. Yeah. In and of itself, and it didn't really have me thinking. You know, comparatively at all. It, no. It, it just you know it was its own singular. And it was perfect. Thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the way it all played out. Hit again. Callus getting his comeuppance. Like. Yeah. Made perfect sense in the storyline, too. It's like he helped Kenny win the title. Yeah. Now he has to go down for him to lose the title. So, it, you know, again, we we hadn't talked about it in forever, but it, it couldn't have been done better. No, and, like, what was hilarious about it, too, is Hangman hit him, you know, and uh, he fell down on the apron. He laid there for, forever. <laughs> yeah. He was just on the side of the apron. <laughs> you know, just was inert. Yeah, and like this right was like there. right after referee Paul Turner got knocked yeah. out. Remember? So this was about two thirds. Yeah, Callis got the belt. Yeah, because again, he was hitting, he was hitting Hangman any opportunity he could on the outside. Yeah. So again, like it was, he was poking the bear. Yeah, Paul Turner got pulled in front of the buckshot. He goes out, and then yeah, I think Callis like grabbed the AEW title, and. You know, was he on the apron and got fucking socked onto the ground? Yeah, basically? He did. So kind of the exactly what happened with Moxley, yep. like right on the nope, apron. No there. rose this time. No rose. No, no rose. microphone. Just the belt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we exploded. We have audio of it. I don't know if we're gonna put it in here. Maybe we'll save it for another day. Who yeah. knows? But uh, it was crazy. And that you know, I was just so locked the fuck in during mm-hmm. the whole match. And frankly, pretty drunk. Uh, yeah. Our friend Jared gave me one of. the... He was just had these mini bottles of Fireball, and I don't really drink much liquor, and I was just in the zone, and I was whamming them back. Mm-hmm. And again, why I wanted to rewatch the match, but it was just, it was perfect. It was incredible. Yeah. No, I thought like, I don't know. It was like, <laughs> I mean, like it, like it, it, it didn't require that much, you know, outside stuff. You know, it was just a good match in and of itself. But there was going to be outside stuff. Yeah. Like this has been it all about. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with Callus, you know, yes. with the Bucks at the end, which I thought was awesome. Yes. The nod from Matt Jackson, perfect way to fucking yeah, put a bow yeah, on it. Yeah. So like you know, but like with, uh, but in ring, you know. Yeah. It was, and again, it it wasn't like the best match of all time, but it was just so well done. Per- the story of the match of just Hangman having to fight off Callus and get through Kenny and you know all the kind of callbacks with the Bucks and everything it just it was awesome and and that's really what I cared about yeah like you wanted um, Hangman to like earn that moment yes you know through the story of that match and and he did and a couple things before the match so the his like graphic thing said quote we're so proud of you graphics team I'm about to get choked up now Uh, that was awesome the video package of him Riding on the horse through Minneapolis, the drone shot of the Dark Order running into the arena. They were running all across that skywalk. Yeah, it was just so cool. You know, in Minneapolis, there are skywalks everywhere from from a lot. I have of heard. I've never been there, but yeah, yeah I know that's a thing. Yeah, up there's there. tons because it gets so cold. But that you know? was really cool. Yeah. And then again, just him riding the horse with screens of like the tough moments in his journey, losing to Jericho when he screwed the Young Bucks when he lost. Just it was so cool. The cowboy shit on the sign. I rewatched it today. It was awesome. But what a moment. I can't wait to rewatch it. I've said that a million times. And how many times during this show last night am I like, what a match, what a show, what a product. Again, it came, the show came out scorching hot. Like yeah. the first four matches. And then some ups and downs from there. Like the pacing could have been a little better. And again, like 
This and All Out, to me, are the two best AEW shows, period. It's hard to compare them, yeah, say see, which is see, better. Because people see, were doing, well, Jared was well, saying well, that last night, well, our friend. and Well, and, and they were building to kind of different things. For sure. You know, they were like, you know, All Out's building toward the introduction of these these other wrestlers. Correct. You knew Christian wasn't going to beat him. Yes. And this one was all about, like, the changing of the titles. Yes. And I thought, like, especially at the end, like, you know, to s skip ahead a little bit, having Punk Kingston, like, right before that... Like, just gave it a jolt of energy. More yeah. so than we had a break for you-know-what. Well, <laughs> we had a break for the Paul White match. But <laughs> there was the fucking inner circle American top team that went in between oh, those two. Okay, for, okay, which well, was... Yeah. that. See, it's forget forget about it. Because, like, yeah, that whole match was just, I was just like... I just Can we just get to the main event? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. that remember, we were talking, like, I wished Kingston and Punk went right before it. Because, like, it did build us up here. And then we kind of came... But again, that's kind of the popcorn match mentality and yeah. piss break, whatever. But like, yeah, waiting through that. Why uh, do I have to like watch Dane Lambert flop yeah. around that track scene? After uh, the madness that just was Punk and Kingston and everything that's going to be coming. Yeah. Yeah. And we probably won't talk a ton about that match because we don't really remember it that much because we weren't too dialed in. But um, yeah, just, but again, to, to end the show on this manner. And let's just compare it to All Out real quick, which was incredible of Danielson and Cole and all these guys coming. But this is the the crowning achievement of the biggest story in the company. And it just, again, was so great. And uh, you just can't beat it. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see what's next because it's like... Yeah, and you know. he's going to be fighting Danielson. Yeah. Like, I thought Miro was going to win that match, yeah. and we'll get there. But holy shit, like, right off be? the fucking bat. Oh, is that going to be... Well, no, we don't know when it is, but he will be the first challenger. Yeah. So, buckle up. Hell saddle a, up. Yeah, hell of a fucking first challenger to go up against. And then another thing, uh, just wanted to mention, Hangman hitting Kenny with the one-winged angel, which was very tight. Um, he teased the V-trigger at one point, and then just how the match ended with the buckshot to the back of the head, and then he gets the nod of approval from Matt Jackson, and then the buckshot to the front. Just beautiful, beautiful stuff. But this match, or this night started off with a fucking bang Yes. Um, with MJF and Darby. I just assumed it was going to be... Uh, Miro Danielson just because last year they opened the show with the tournament final but like to start off with this um, and boy did it deliver I mean this match was fucking awesome yeah no I loved it I mean like two of your favorites two of my favorites and kind of two very different kind of styles because we were talked about how much like MJF just kind of outweighed him mm -hmm. just, just was kind of a lot bigger <laughs> yep but like I don't know like it didn't really kind of play into that like Darby like gets beat up gets pulled. like no I'm, like it was in, that was way in fact far MJF away. was selling the knee yeah. so heavily throughout yeah. a lot of the match so like yes yeah, so while he was on offense I'd say more than Darby was oh, for sure he was the one really selling mm -hmm. you know they both were but like he really stood out with that knee selling I thought yeah uh, the video beforehand of like the car, the car flipping, and didn't it say like loser on it? No, it well, it, 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 like it was meant to be funny. Yeah, like, it, it was, was. I mean, we were laughing. Well, well, like I don't know if you've ever seen the intro to the original A Team. Like, I mean, the, if I, it's not so, in my brain. So, so let's it, put it, it that it's, way. It, it, it's always been funny to me because like at the and I was referring to this last night. Um, it like. Shows the A-team doing, like, A-team stuff. And at the very end, like, yeah. after the dun, like, the music is, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And, uh, like, you see this Jeep. This is the very last shot. This Jeep just goes off this ramp and just flies. Just like that, up, basically. It just lands upside down. And it just kept flipping and yeah. flipping. 
And yeah, it, it did say loser. Yeah, it was it, like right? a Crown Vic too. It yeah. looked like. Um, but yeah, you know that um, that was good. And then uh, you know we had uh, Sting come out. And, uh, oh yeah, stop! Spears came out with the chair and Wardlow. Yeah. Hated seeing my boy the Ward Dog get treated like that. But, oh yeah, uh, well yeah, he got fucking like didn't even stand a chance. Yeah, both of those guys just, just got fucked. Just the way like Ward, they were positioned was like, man, Wardlow's got to do something. I know, stupid, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was a little bunk, but. Um, no, the match itself, just incredible stuff by both guys. What about Darby's flying torpedo? Oh, like, yeah, again, was, like, I've never seen a suicide dive like that. That was like a dart. Yeah, it know? really was. Like, he's done some great ones, and Bushi in New Japan yeah. has a good one, but that was just outstanding. Um, again, the missed coffin drop. So it wasn't as much on the apron. He more hit his shoulder on the mat, but again, a dangerous bump. MJF doing the tombstone on the apron was yeah. fucking awesome. Well, didn't Darby do the coffin drop off of the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the one where MJF raised his legs up? Yeah, he did. Because I don't think he ring. ever actually... Yeah, he did hit He did hit him out of the ring. Okay, That's gotcha. right. Yeah, because yeah. his shoulders hit MJF. MJF kind of had to catch him. And then, yeah, yeah his ta- his tailbone, like, yeah, hammered it, the ground. Oh, yeah. Darby's, like, back to the yeah. beating, like, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darby also had that flipping stunner off the top rope, and how could we forget the series of roll-up pins all the way around the ring? That was very much like Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan have done that a lot, but that was a lot. And referee Bryce Remsberg, gotta give the guy credit, he was counting every single one of them, typically with both of his hands. Um, yeah, this was just great. Um, I'd probably go four and a half stars, it was, uh, just an awesome match and you know at the end so i didn't notice it at first remember mjf like got the foreign object as we call it it was the dynamite diamond ring ring. i just didn't realize that in the moment and then he beat him it was interesting he just did like what's called a side headlock takeover and just kind of pinned him down but i'd forgotten that in one of his promos he's like i could beat you with a side headlock takeover and he did. Wow. So I thought that was some really so, cool so continuity. Is the, so is there a kind of, is that supposed to be just like a very mundane? Just ex- a milk? very basic, it's just a headlock. Okay. So like he had him knocked out and just took him down. So like, I again, didn't notice that last night. Got to give credit to our boy TJR, TJR Wrestling, John Canton. Saw it on there. But uh, yeah, just a nice continuity with that. And uh yeah, um, where do they go from here? You know, do they do another match? I don't I don't think we really need another. But, I mean, these two are clearly going to be embroiled in a feud for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it, off and on. Yeah, off and on, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it ends just right here. I don't no, think. I mean, I, it'd I, be a hard to just do a hard stop. Yeah, and I mean, this could be like if they're doing a big dynamite coming up, you know, because they're going to have New Year's Bash. They're going to have Winter is Coming Assuming again. Yeah, you know, they're, they're uh, doing like, like, something. Like, 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 this could be a good dynamite headlining match. Yeah, they're doing the something. They announced one. something in January called the Battle of the Belts. Okay. It's kind of the next big show. So I don't know if that's taking the place of Winter is Coming, but even though that was like long before Christmas. December, yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, and I'm going to the Dynamite in Atlanta on December 1st and kind of thought maybe this could be like a special show since, you know, Cody's from Atlanta. Whatever, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be uh, exciting, and uh, you know, then we go right into the Lucha Bros defeating FTR to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships, and I was kind of like still coming down from that first match for like the first third or half of this match, and then like 
boy, did they kick it into fucking high gear in this one. And just like all the crazy near falls and, you know, Phoenix doing insane shit. And FTR just did great heel work the whole fucking time. But, uh, you know, I think I overrated this one a little in my head last night. But this was just such a fun bat. Like, there was no break from the yeah. first match. It's just like, holy shit, these guys are going hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, what would you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of ran into the same issues you where I kind of <laughs> missed the first third. Yeah, first I mean, half, just kind of talking when you're wa- with like, yeah. people and you're yeah. so fired up, yeah, like yeah. And, and this being a match where, like, you know, I was much more confident of the end result of yes. the Lucha Bros, you know, yes. winning here, and they didn't get the AAA title back, did they? No, so that was not on the line. It was just the AEW. Yes, yeah. and yeah, like I think it would kind of got to a mo- moment where all just like, holy shit, this match is crazy, you know? But uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely took like you know Phoenix and Penta. Like getting like you know starting started doing some high flying shit. Yeah, and it just took you know took a bit to get going. But um, all right, Giannis is playing tonight. Good for my fantasy team. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, by the end like they were in full force. Phoenix had a crazy sequence where he ended it with a double cutter, uh, which was awesome. You know, FTR again just did. It was a it was a nice blend of stop mismatch It's like we're editing it of styles with the lucha style and then just the real old school. Old school and I thought it worked very well. Yeah. yeah, like FTR again, they're the best in the world at that. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's you know like having a lot of more high flying tag teams, you know, because like Bucks are kind of like that. Yeah. Jurassic Express, even though I mean they kind of are, because Luchasaurus is <laughs> agile as shit for yeah. a guy that big. You know, this is really the one tag team. Like, top flight, obviously, is like that. This is the yeah. one tag team that isn't super flippy or anything like that. Yeah. So they stand out in that regard. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They do stand out. Um, you know, they can kind of seem they can, for for me for somebody who kind of at least the flippy thing catches my eye a little bit yeah. more they can they kind of get lost like there's they're a group that i kind of forget about but they're good they're yeah you know? just fucking rock solid yeah. at what they do um this was the first of the eddie guerrero tributes on the evening um which i did not again notice at the time so apparently it was the same date of Eddie Guerrero's death in 2005, which happened in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. So a lot of ties there, and which is why we saw, like... And Vicky was there. She was at, at the yeah. uh, buy-in match, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she was ringside. Yeah, yeah. so with Nyla. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I think, th- the Lucha Bros did it, CM Punk did it, Jericho did it. They all did, like, various Eddie Guerrero tributes. So pretty crazy that it lined up on the same date in the same city. Again, kismet, as they call it. Um, but yeah, Eddie Guerrero, obviously one of the greatest ever. We recently reviewed that match with Rey Mysterio. And uh, rest in peace, Eddie. But I uh, loved uh, all the tributes to them. And, um, you know, this was something also real quick that the, uh, the, the WWE shills will shit on a match like this because the referee, Rick Knox, doesn't enforce the rules. And... Yeah, again, it is kind of annoying, and you know, you want like the classic tag team shit, but it doesn't bother me too much. So I had a, I thought this was a ton of fun, and uh, yeah, just uh, really uh, kicking off with the hot start here. And then the end was kind of weird on this, where Dax put on the mask, the, the Lost Superana's mask, and like the announcers, like he's not the legal man in, and he ended up getting pinned, and it was was a very weird ending. So uh, yeah, but. Good stuff. Hmm. 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 And we keep it rolling. 
as Brian Danielson defeats Miro to become the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. You know, this was one that definitely I thought could have gone either way. I thought Miro was going to win. Um, and part of me in my head when Danielson won is like, fuck, Kenny better not win tonight. Um, even though, again, as I'd said, wouldn't have been that upset about. But um, Brian Danielson is our number one contender. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The match, a little slow in plotting in the beginning, as kind of both these guys tend to do. Yeah, and like, you know, like it's fun to kind of see, you know, like Danielson's submission-based style go up against Miro, who's just kind of... The power and strength, yeah, just brute the, force. Yeah, and, and that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it did make for kind of a bit more of a slow-paced kind of thing. But that's kind of, you know, the King's Road style we've talked about. The old All Japan is like, it naturally builds and everything makes sense and builds off one another. And it... It worked very well, and I think once they got about halfway through, they were cooking here. But uh, I think, you know, a lot of these matches were long mm -hmm. and got time, which was great. Like, the op I usually yeah. say the times, but I haven't. The opener was like 22. The tag match was 19. This was 20. So, like, I think this could have shed about five minutes. Yeah. Maybe some of that earlier stuff. But once they really got going, and I mean... You know, Brian was just trying to chop down the giant, chops, kicks, you know, Miro fighting him off, doing all the big suplexes. Like, I thought it was great. Um, I had a lot of fun with this match as well. And again, just another, you know, I'm giving it probably a four stars. Danielson, as I say for me, gets on the board again. <laughs> I've never said that, but uh, I track spreadsheets starting at four stars. I'm a fucking buffoon. But... Like, the amount of matches he's had, quality, 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 great opponents, and another way to finish a match, he hit, like, a top rope DDT and then just put him in, like, this headlock, and he passed out pretty yeah. quickly. It was, like, pretty sudden ending uh -huh. um, as things were pretty heated up there towards the end. But, uh, yeah, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I thought, like, that kind of, uh, I don't know, like, I kind of, with, with Danielson, you come to expect the submission thing at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, it seemed, like, pretty sudden, yeah. pretty quick. He kind of, like, got him there. And and he got out, uh, I don't remember how exactly, but he was in the camel clutch or the game over. And I don't remember if he, like, rolled out of it or got to the rope break or what. Um, but, you know, I, we haven't seen anyone get out of it yet. I think he probably just, like, crawled to the rope, but yeah, that was a first. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a tough loss for Miro. Um, you know, he was obviously inserted for John Moxley, who I truly think was probably going to win the tournament and be Hangman's first challenger because it just made a lot more sense yeah. with kind of the way they were him having to play another champion and moving yeah, his character to slightly heelish. You know, it was kind of what that seemed like. But again, Danielson versus Hangman's gonna be fucking great. Yeah, and we presume. It will be Danielson's first loss, which, again, is just going to a huge notch on the belt for Hangman here. I mean, you know, it, I wouldn't be, like, absolutely shocked to see Brian Danielson win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that would be, I mean, that, that would be like the shit that happened to Brian Danielson in that, uh, Matt, when he finally won the title, whenever um, he went to school. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, SummerSlam yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013, yeah, yes. He went to school, yeah. When he beat John Cena, and then immediately, yeah. or Triple H pedigreed him, and then Randy Orton came out and cashed in money in the bag. Yes, uh, you know, probably not, but that's just going to be uh, something else. Yeah, and I mean, like, I feel like Hangman, you know, like, especially with the story that they've told, like, he would make sense for somebody, like, you know, maybe for him not to have a super-duper long reign, but yeah. he'll have, like, another one. 
you know. Oh, just yeah. Because, like, they can always play the down and out, and the, the comeback. The money is in the him. chase with the baby face, you know. Yeah. Like, he's obviously going to get some great defenses. But, yeah, I'd be – I bet he's not keeping it much more than six months. Yeah. You know, like, and all the other champs, I think, have been at least ten. And, you know, it'll be another talk for down the line, but who's the one that takes it off him? I no. think we've mentioned MJF as yeah. a possibility, but, uh, you know, CM Punk and Danielson are guys, Adam Cole, you know, these are all people that are at that main event level that, you know, they're all going to get their shots at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it is going to be important that one of these guys takes their first loss. Yes. And I think Danielson would be like, because I feel like he, out of all three of them, has had the best matches far and away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they can play, he had the black eye last night, too. Like, he has been in fucking wars yeah. like every match he's in it's a fucking brutal match so like that's kind of what you can play into it is that he's just been running the gamut and just he's gonna run out of gas at some point yeah. you know it kind of ha- it almost happened last night but yeah. yeah will be interesting to see when this match occurs like i can't imagine they're gonna wait till january for the battle of the belts but maybe they will um i was uh, selfishly hoping it would maybe be in atlanta but probably not gonna be that soon so Woo! We roll on to the False Count Anywhere match in which Christian, Jungle Boy, Jungle Man, excuse me, and Luchasaurus defeat the Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. Chaotic, so much fun. Luchasaurus is the fucking man. Luchasaurus is the man. <laughs> Jungle Man looked tight in the jeans with the beard, and he really kind of, I don't want to say overcame his demons because that's not what it is at all, but like, you know, he hesitated hitting him with a chair at the end, and he did it. So, like, I think this was a big moment, just a big matching moment for Jungle Boy and the Jungle Boy character and to kind of put that that stamp on the end. Yeah, of like, yeah, like, yeah, I can be a badass yeah. too, motherfucker. Yeah, because he's not a big talker. We've, pretty, yeah. we, we've kind of been like, yeah, kind of whenever he's But talking, he's gotten he's a little yeah. better at that, you know? But, yeah, that's not his strength. Well, yeah, and, and, like, for this to come after, like, he's had a title fight. He's been involved in a high-profile feud, yep. which, like, honestly, like, I'm kind of glad that the Hangman thing came back when it did, not just for reasons like I like Hangman, but, like, the, the Jungle Boy and Christian thing was running out of gas. Yeah, because we yeah. talked about, like, where is all this stuff going to go? So I think this was the perfect way to kind of end game. all that feud. Yeah, and, I mean, it kind of went with the heels losing theme, you know, yeah. of the night. Yes. And, uh, you know, because, like, kind of going in, I was like, well... If Hangman's going to win, you know, are we going to do heels lose all night? I know. You know? That's why another yeah. reason why I thought Miro was going to win. I mean, what? so Britt won. Even Andrade and Malachi yeah. lost. And it's hard to even uh, MJ, count. MJF won. It's hard to even count Britt, too. I know. You know? Like, <laughs> You're right. Yeah, MJF is literally the only one. Yeah. I feel like. That's uh, Lucha Bros. They're, yeah. yeah, they're faces. Um, um, Punk. Punk. Well, which, actually... Let that, um, we'll get we'll there, get to that. but yeah, 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 that that was great. So, yeah, I thought this was amazing. You know, for what it was, it was a spot fest, but I thought it was just done very well, and everyone got a moment to shine. And you know, we've said it a million times, Luchasaurus, the guy is so fucking over, yeah. and uh, you know, it's, he's not the flashiest in the world, but for that big of a man to be able to do shooting star press off the ramp you yeah. know we've seen him do the moonsaults and everything and yeah like definitely the unsung hero absolutely out of that group. those two other guys have had titles you know and he's yeah. really been in debt like has he even had a singles match that we've watched <laughs> it's been a long time if he has yeah because yeah. yeah. he was hurt for a bit 
and he came back and the, you know was still so over, like the crowd loves him because yeah. why wouldn't you? I would like to see him in a like see him go up against like Miro, yeah, or a big guy like fucking that. Wardlow, Wardlow, yeah, yeah. I mean it, he's had some, but it's been a while, and yeah, I can't really think of any right now. Um, but yeah, just this match just it clicked. Everything I thought was just a lot of fun and great and made sense. Um, let's see, we had Christian jumping off the concourse area yeah. was pretty cool. We had the the knee pads covered in thumbtacks, kind of the callback to the yeah. shoes covered in thumbtacks. So that was cool, and we all thought that was gonna be it. Yeah, you know, I think they all hit Luchasaurus, and yeah, there were so many just like saves in this mm. match, as there is in these types of matches. Um, you know, a million super kick parties, of course. I feel like Adam Cole got his fucking ass kicked in this. He was just awesome. You know, the Bucks were doing Bucks shit. And yeah, I mean, then we've had Christian kind of as this mentor to Jungle Boy too, which I think has worked so well. And like Christian has just been so damn solid with everything he's done since coming over here. And those two... They've not had a match because they were the final two in that battle royal. They yeah. haven't had a singles match. No, yet. they haven't. That yeah, would be. be good. I feel like that's gonna come at some point, yeah. like a babyface mentor versus mentee type thing. Be a good one for Jungle Boy to really kind of C- you know, get his win there. Yeah, yeah. maybe like a T and uh, angle for a TNT title kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's. I think he's definitely going to probably be the next baby face that wins that belt, I would yeah. think. So. Probably wouldn't take it off Sammy. Yeah, because, I mean, I think, like, him and, like, if we're talking four pillars here, MJF, Darby, Sammy, and Jungle Boy, like, I think Jungle Boy, they're, other than MJF, probably they're all at least a couple years away from the world title picture. Yeah. So I think, like, the TNT is a good spot for all those guys right now, and... uh yeah, um, this was just so... So, again, like, these first four matches, like, yeah. there was not a moment to breathe. Like, I feel like even so, like, there wasn't even a lot of physical time in between these matches. It was just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And, like, again, we were having so much fun. And just, like, after these first four, I'm like, this is the greatest wrestling show of all time. Um, and obviously, like, you know, it took some dips here. Yeah. Um, and things could have been paced a little better, but like just these first four out of the gate, just holy shit, yeah. what a time. Yeah. And, um, I guess now that we've, you know, talked about all of the super click elite, you know, m- matches involving them, you know, kind of with them lose with the super click losing here and then the bucks doing the nod, like, are we, I'm pretty sure we're on the way to the elite slash super click breaking up or yes. splintering at some point. So, yeah, like, I'm kind of I mean, curious to see how that's going to Kevin Owens, yeah. he'll be Kevin Steen when he comes over. Like, that just seems like it's going to happen. And it was, the Mount Rushmore was him, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks yeah. in PWG. No Kenny Omega. Yeah. So, like, we've kind of, I think we've talked about this on air briefly, but, like, I could see Kenny, you know, maybe <clears throat> taking another loss or two and then really getting kind of ousted by Kevin Steen when he comes over maybe take some time off and then kind of be built back up as a baby face. I don't know, but you're right. Like with the nod and I think Nick like didn't help Kenny with something. It's like, they're kind of starting to plant some seeds of some stuff here. Yeah, And I kind of think after that, what if they have him go on the Japan tour Kind of like Moxley did. Fucking tight. Because that's what they did with Moxley. Yeah. You know, he fought a lot of the, his opponents. Oh, and so one thing we yeah. missed last night, or I missed at least, and didn't find out until today, speaking of Japan, Tomohiro Ishii, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world, is going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday. <laughs> Team- <laughs> 
teaming with Orange Cassidy against the Butcher and the Blade. So they made the whole... Did you... <laughs> it's going to be unedited, folks. Bo just caught, he's choking on water hearing Ishii's going to be on Dynamite. No, it was Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> Your boy Blade. God, I hope they kick. The, they have to kick their ass. Yeah. Right? So that you didn't catch Dynamite this week, did, I did not. So no. um, they made this whole big deal about the best friends joining the Chaos Stable, which is Okada's stable in New Japan, and mm-hmm. that like Okada personally recruited them, mm-hmm. but Ishii also in that stable. So it's really cool that like they're actually giving us this shit. Yeah. And like we're one step away from Okada being mm-hmm. on Dynamite, which is just. Insane. And they talked about Okada a lot mm-hmm. on the show. So, anywho, yeah, just... And Azar <laughs> made a joke, like, get the black lights out for Dynamite. I saw who's going to be on Dynamite next weekend, because uh, it's fucking exciting. Ishii's the fucking man, and for all you folks who haven't seen him, watch him, and uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, him and Orange Cassidy, what a team. And we go into our first uh, meh match of the night when Cody and Pac defeat Andrade and Malachi Black. You know, this is one, not a bad match. Like, I'm not going to shit on it. But, like, as we sit here right now, like, I'm not really retaining a lot of things that happened in this match. I I think the heels should have won this match. Um, I remember Dax Cash attacked Pac and Cody after the match, but... Yeah, uh, what do you got? Sorry, I cut you off Yeah, there. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, there's, those teams just don't really work well together. And, I mean, you have three great wrestlers and one solid one in there. I believe that point was made last night, right? You yeah, know, like yeah. Like, Pac, Andrade. Yeah, they're all and, definitely um, a step above Cody. wrestling skill, yes, yeah, yeah. And, and Cody. So, so, you know, I think, like, you know, with all them being singles people and that, that just kind of, you know, outside of, and I think, like, God, it seems like they're just trying to, in, like, you know, like, with this win, it's like, please let the Malachi Black slash Cody I know, in. And, and it and, doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah. Is it, like, it's I'm like with so you. so many better things he can do. Yes. You know, it's almost like this is elevating Cody now. I, like, well, I think Cody that's come, the point. Cody, yeah. Because Cody's like the big springboard overputter. Put yes. Her over, yes. You know, and like, you know, now it's almost like they're using Malachi Black to prop him up. To, uh, yeah. To, like, keep people interested in him. Because, like, did the crowd boo? Like, what was what was our boo? I honestly level? don't even really remember. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it happened, but it, clearly it wasn't overwhelming, or yeah. we would have noticed. Um, and you're not going to boo Pack, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Malachi said it in promos, like you know, all these people are caring about you, talking about you, whatever, because of me. So like, that's exactly what you just said. And fuck, give us Malachi Black and Pack, like that'd be outstanding. Um, but yeah, uh. I had higher hopes for this, you know, like it certainly wasn't in my top half of anticipated matches, but I thought it would be a little bit better than it was. But again, this show needed <laughs> to calm down at some point, yeah. or maybe it didn't, but, uh, and again, it's still at, at like the three, three and a half star level, like it wasn't bad, but you know, nothing, nothing too much to write home about in a show that was full of things to write home about, so. Exactly. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Um... And then similarly with the women's title match, which was next, Britt Baker defeating Ty Conte. Ty Conte in about 15 minutes. Again, solid, fine match. But this was these two back-to-back was the moment of the show where, like, these two maybe shouldn't have been next to each yeah, other. Because yeah. I think definitely like as a big lull. scolding as the first four matches were, it's like you got knocked down pretty far. And then I guess next was fucking... 
Eddie and CM Punk. They bring you back up and then knock you back down again for American Top. So, again, and, you know, similarly with this one, like, I don't really remember a ton of shit, but it was pretty good and yeah. uh, no complaints from me. Um, Ty Conti is just, she's awesome. I think she earned the spot. She looked pretty good last night from when I, you know, she does a lot of kicks and, mm -hmm. you know, she's a legit, right? she's a legit jujitsu, jujitsu and judo. Um, I think she said she was like an Olympic level judo player, which I thought it was interesting. They called it judo player. Really? At least Excalibur did in one of the judo promos. Judo But yeah. Um, you know, the, I know the story was Britt trying to hit the, uh, her submission move, the lock jaw. She could never get it on and ended up, she had it. And then Conti broke out and she kind of rolled her up for the pin. So very unique finish yeah, too. Yeah. Like something we hadn't seen from Britt. Really. Yeah, and, and that lock jaw pin, like it's, you know, like obviously it's, you know, pretty, you know, in tune with her character, but it like in terms of, uh, tension and drama standpoint, it's like, you know, when she's going to get it cause the camera zooms in and, and when she's always and like, like yeah. give me the glove, give me the glove. The glove and yeah. rebel gets the glove and yeah, she like, never gets it right on the first time when yeah. she gets the glove. Yeah. But and, and the camera's always like right up on them and, and, you yeah. see it, and, and it's, it's very, um, very telegraphed. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it was good to at least see something different. Yeah. I remember Britt hit, she does the good curb stomp move. Um, Oh, uh, she did hit the move. She hit the, the air raid crash on the apron, which I think I just have a recap up here. I did forget about that. That was pretty cool. It's like a Death Valley driver kind of move like that. So, yeah, they definitely did some cool shit. And again, like, this is another one. Like, I'm, I'll probably end up rewatching the whole show at some point whenever fucking Bleacher Report will let me. Um, but yeah, I think I'd probably remember this one a little more fondly than that last tag match and certainly more so, it, you know, American top team inner circle. I think that was, we'll get there quickly, but more of a victim of the spot it was in, but that's the match I cared the least about just cause I wanted to get to the fucking main yeah. event. But yeah, good stuff here. Um, you know, still think ultimately Thunder Rosa should be the one to take it off Brit, but Brit still needs to kind of get her win back on her too. So, yeah. but we're clearly headed here. I mean, Thunder Rosa's well, still well, in the gotta, TBS yeah, tournament. Yeah, we got to deal with that, and that won't be finished until twenty twenty two. I right? think that's yeah. right. Yeah, they've been dragging it out, which is fine. I mean, they just had the AEW title one. Like, this is a larger tournament. I'm fine with dragging it out, but. Um, yeah, well, in interesting to see uh, who the next challenger will be. Because, I mean, that's got to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Like, they've kind of kept them apart. They had the tag match this week. Six man on Dynamite or six woman. They kind of mixed it up a little, but that wasn't a lot of it. So, the fans are definitely going to be wanting it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yes. Woo! Two more matches. Two more matches. <sighs> um, so, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Holy fuck. Um, it was only 11 minutes, yeah. like by far the shortest match on the car. Really? Yeah. And like probably this, at, at worst for me, third best match of the night with the main event, MJF Darby, yeah. like this was a fucking sizzler. I mean, before the match even starts fucking Kingston with go, the go, spinning go back, back fist, fist. Yeah. fucking hammers yeah. him. And yeah. that just set the tone. Yeah. Punk got busted open pretty quickly in uh. this match. And there were just so many great just camera shots of him. And, you know, he depth. So you, you kind of started to talk about it a little more. He definitely played up the heel stuff a little bit in this match. And yep. he was getting booed for sure. Oh, yeah. Like as the match went on. Crowd too. was hot yeah. as 
fuck for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. I mean, let's take a moment. The crowd all night was remarkable. Mm-hmm. This what and our good friend Tom, aka Joe Koff, was in the building in Minneapolis. I uh, was so happy for him. It's like I can't believe Tom is in there Who right did he, now. Did he go by himself? I'm. I think he went with some wrestling buddies. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You. I don't. He knows so many people oh, yeah, from yeah, everywhere yeah. these days through wrestling. But yeah, great crowd. Can't imagine being in there. But this match was just. It was perfect for what it was. I mean, 11 minutes. It felt like longer, obviously, because they just did so much. Just they beat the fucking shit out of each other. I mean, that's what it was. And you know, it's like Punk was kind of trying to do a, like a more serious match and just Eddie wasn't going to let him. Yeah. Um, and Punk did hit the the three amigos, the Eddie Guerrero suplexes. I feel like there are a lot of fucks and middle fingers in this yeah. match. Um, let's see. He, oh, the, yeah, he hit the superplex. Kingston hit a big superplex. I'm just kind of looking because it was so quick. Like, I don't really... Remember every. I know he had to hit two GTSs to beat him. Yeah. Um, man, I, we all really wanted Eddie Kingston to win this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think everyone did. Yeah. Which is crazy because like Punk, this was the best Punk match since coming here. I think this was better than the Darby match. Better than the Daniel Garcia. He looked fucking awesome. You know, like um, well, this is what we want. This yeah. is what we want out of him. And Eddie Kingston brought it out of him. Yeah. Well, and this is the first one where like the the Darby one was kind of like his first match, his yep. introduction. So like kind of. You knew how that was going to go. And yeah. Darby was sort of like, you know, there was the respect at the end. But this one was just charged. You know, um, you know Eddie Kingston just kind of brought his sort of signature just intensity. And, and all the and, and, and promos just, in the build-up. I mean, there was so was much so very fast so much realism. Yes. I mean, it's like a week and a half. A week, basically. Yeah. But, like, to, for that short of a build to deliver that match. Like, it, I think more is coming here. Maybe a longer match with a stipulation. Like, Kingston's got to get a fucking big win at some point here. Yeah. He's challenged for every title on pay-per-view and lost. Lost this match. You know, lost another recently. I don't know. But, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and, again, I can't wait to rewatch this one again, too, because I feel like there's so many just subtleties that, you know, we probably missed or just can't remember. But... Mm-hmm. Probably going about four and a half stars for an 11-minute match, maybe four and a quarter. But uh, this was amazing. What we've wanted to see from Punk the whole time. And can't wait to see, does he lean more into this heel side? I mean, I don't think it's going to happen right out of the gate. But no, it would definitely take a lot more, you know. But can he? does he kind of start acting this way a little bit more in matches coming? Like it's, I, I would hope it would keep things interesting. I'm very, I, yeah. yeah, I'm intrigued by the CM Punk character now for the first time since he came here. You yeah. know, it seems like the CM Punk love fest, happy to be here tour is hopefully over. Yeah. But just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. And we already talked about the main event, so let's just quickly talk about uh, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. We kind of did a little bit already. Again, it was fine. I got nothing against it. It was similar to the Falls Count Anywhere, where it was just kind of chaos and kind of a brawl. Minneapolis Street Fight is what yeah. they oh, called it. Oh, that's right, Which that's like, right. Or, you know, if, if, if they have all those skywalks, it would have been hilarious if it was like a, a Minneapolis skywalk. Yeah. You know, fight. They fought one of those. You know, um, 
I don't really give a shit if Dan Lambert's fighting. I don't really give a shit if the UFC guys are fighting. You yeah. know, like that's something that I follow from such a distance yeah. that I, you know, personally am not invested in. Yeah. I understand other people are. Yeah, so I, it was I like, used to follow it. So, I don't so anymore. So it was like in this ring, it was like, yeah, we got Chris Jericho and Hager versus, you know, um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And while I like, you know, it's like, th- that's just not really enough. I hope this feud is over. Yeah. You know, like, I had like these guys. really no complaints the whole way. Like, I don't think it was bad. It didn't really, it was never really great for me. Like, it had its moments. Um, I don't think Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky needed all this to get over in any way. I miss just them by themselves again. Like, because we love, they're great. Especially Ethan Page is awesome. And it's like taking the spotlight off of him. And like, remember how great the inner circle stuff was for the first 10 months of doing the show. Yeah. And then kind of after they, you know, parted ways with like the pinnacle. Yeah. Stop that. Like, it's definitely. But I think. They've definitely moved down from like a beast to like a C story. Which I think they needed to, you know, like they needed just something different. But now it's like, okay. Where do they go from here? Right, you, you have Sammy with the title, so you'll always have that. But it's like Jericho's not going to be in too many more one-on-one matches. Yeah, he it's going to be a lot of stable he stuff. He could stand to take some time off, I'd yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mentioned Sammy. We didn't mention Jay Lethal yeah. coming here to AEW. That was definitely a surprise, and I know you probably haven't seen him, but Maybe. definitely a Ring of Honor stalwart of the last decade. I think he's bit like three-time Ring of Honor champ. Um, you know, a guy I've seen a handful of times. He does a great um, Ric Flair impression. He does a great. He has this character Black Machismo, where he basically plays Macho Man. So he's like a very unique, fun guy. Great in the ring, great promos, and I'm excited to see him. Diesel and Chad love him. Like yeah, I know you've saying, heard yeah. heard them talk about him. So you know, he's definitely. Entering the twilight of his career, I'm guessing he's probably late third, early forties, probably. But I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. And him versus Sammy's going to be awesome. And yeah. it seems I think he's full time here. Like he's got a T-shirt. So all right, again, another one of those people, and never expected it. Didn't again, didn't necessarily want it just because Jay Lethal's not a guy who's on my radar. But I'm fucking happy he's here for yeah. sure. So. Um, and yeah, that mat the back to the match. It was fine. We did have Sammy doing the Matt Hart or the Jeff Hardy spot off the high ladder when he yeah. did the flip through the table. That was really cool. Um, I don't, there's really no. Oh, <laughs> remember they showed old timer Baron von Raschke oh, yeah, on the side. Oh, that guy. And of course he was gonna get involved. So it was Ethan. He's like eighty, <laughs> at least. Yeah, he's an old man. Uh, Ethan Page was like jawing with Jake Hager's wife, yeah. and he was next to her, and he fucking iron clawed him into the head. Yeah. So again, that was fun. Like the, you know, this match on a di- main eventing a dynamite, great fucking main event. But it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle on this card, and just where it was positioned, like. Yeah. Like you said, P- Kingston Punk had us up here. I think we should have gone right into the main event. They bring us down. Yeah. Like all I was thinking yeah. is like, I can't wait for the main event. Yeah. Can we just get there, please? This had the Paul White. <laughs> yes, it was the kind of Paul White spot, just mm-hmm. a lot longer. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it. I mean, what a fucking show yeah, it was. What, what and what a year it's been. I mean, let's just sit here and reflect for a couple of minutes before we end here. But sure. like. Last year, our first episode was coming out of Full Gear. Now our one-year anniversary, Full Gear, always right around my birthday, which I celebrated earlier this week. It's been just an awesome week. And, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like, I think that first Dynamite episode, too, it was the um, Go Home Show. We watched it at um, Vetter's yeah. apartment. And uh, remember, I think that was when we recorded the um, reaction to uh, Lord uh, the, the Hop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, I think that, that like that like that right around there. election time. Right I remember election. there was like a lot of Trump shit well, going well, on. Well, at I that think point. it was after the because like that was whenever he had that really weird speech. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't lose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just crazy. Yeah, that. Um, and then obviously, whenever we watched Full Gear, this time we watched it inside. Yeah, last, last time, part of the pandemic. Still, yes. we set up outside with like eight of us on a retaining wall, and yeah, it was just madness. Yeah, and though that that was when. Um, those people kept coming up and shaming us for not watching Notre Dame and Clemson. Yeah. Oh, you guys watching? Like, this is way better, and, brother. And, and then and then the fight. Yes. Oh, yes, the fight. At just that, you know. 30 college kids. Just not, I don't think it ever really got physical, but it was... It was a guy versus a girl. Yeah. yeah and, Shouting match, broken up. Yeah, and then um, like he, every time he would walk away, his friends would be like, walk away, bro. And then she would say something. Yeah. He turned right back around. And like this happened three times. And we had, and, prior to that, my famous meltdown. Yes. Which meltdown. I think we talked about on the episode zero cut. Um, I mentioned it to Vetter last night. Hopefully we can find it because uh, yeah, that, that would be a good on one. Premiere, yeah. That would be a good one. To, is that where it would be on Premiere? Yeah, I mean, that's what we recorded. On, yeah, on, on his Premier. laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he did say it crashed at one point. But uh, I, I had a su- fucking tight meltdown when we were trying to record our first episode. Yeah, and then we walked down to that gas station <clears> after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, our my business partner, Vetter, and his girlfriend were around and just making too much noise, and I just couldn't get focused. Those cats were there. Yeah, this cats. baby cats were just fucking crazy. Shitting everywhere. Shitting every. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> not, I'm like, God, I can't do this! But I'm sure it's a fucking awesome listen if we can find it. What a, what a day that was. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, I mean, it really... Uh, Started with just kind of one joke about being employed by Turner, and uh, yeah. I'd say that kind of really uh, that, 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 took on a life of its own, it, eh? It, it did, yeah, it sure did. And then, you know, kind of, you know, getting through that kind of first, getting through 2020, yeah, and then um, talking to Chad and Diesel and getting on VGM. I remember yeah. when we got on there, we just reached out. Which was very beginning of January, Well, I remember asking right? Graham, I was like, hey, you know, you seem like you're pretty involved in this, and you seem to like what we're doing. You know, so tell us, like, how do we get, you know, what's yeah. the, what, what are the next steps? And he obviously was gracious enough to do that. Yep. And then uh, Diesel reached out. Yep. And then. And we did, yeah. So thank you to, you know, Graham for kind of, from Good Cop, Bad Cop, mm-hmm. for kind of discovering us, for lack of a better term, putting us in touch with Chad and Diesel and Visionaries Global Media. Been great. And again, just, you know, the community of people that we've met and interacted yeah. with and like getting to hang out with those guys in person and Tom and just like, you know, creating real friendships. Yeah. And like, like Bishop, Front Face Lock, Wrestle Special, even though we haven't hung out with him, we haven't hung out with any of them in person. Yeah. But those guys, you know, like being not, on the shows. Not Micah. Fuck him. No, we're kidding. Yeah, we, we love, love you. you. Yeah, that um, Derek. So I, and then obviously during that time period, I would be remiss to say that's when we first encountered greg goldman yes like like that is when we like i remember um right around december of well, last year it was year, during right? winter is coming because that's when whenever we were i was like trying to live tweet each event as much as we could because i was like we need to get attention on our account yeah. you know so i was just saying whatever popped in my head during dynamite and all of a sudden i just noticed this greg goldman guy just kept liking our stuff i was like who's this guy and so we started looking at his insane. tweets yeah and then we you know kind of 
you know, really kind of started was. developing that story like New Year's of last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of it, you know, took on a life of its own and it incubated and gestated. And yeah, I mean, meeting Greg might be the singular most important thing that may have real happened. real Greg. Real Greg, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we don't peek behind the curtain, break kayfabe, whatever, much, but. We gotta give some love to Derek yes. from specifically Devoid, specifically for voicing Greg Goldman. I mean, and just what a joy, yeah. like for you to write that character and based on his performance. But it, even just working with him every week, and oh, Ian, yeah. your buddy Hoagie, um, just like it's sad when these come to an yeah, end. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, Chad as Vince, Diesel as Triple H. Like, those have kind of been the big character. Tom as Joe Coff. Like, you know, we want to give these guys credit like, because yeah. they've been such an important no. part of our show. Exactly. And, like, because they're characters and we kind of keep in kayfabe here largely, like, they deserve so much credit. And just, again, it's just been, like, you know, week after week. Okay, we've got our call with Chad and Diesel this week, and it's just so much fun. And yeah. then, like, all right, Greg and Hoagie, and then Fox Monroe's a buddy of mine. And, like, we got all the – it's just – Yeah, and, and like – It's been so much more than I could have ever expected. Oh, yeah. Just on a personal – person-to-person level, yeah, too. Yeah, and for me, it's like I never written anything to someone's performance or allow or, – or had the opportunity for that to kind of – impact the writing and like that's been one of the true joyful discoveries yeah. of this whole process is, is working with these people and and yeah i mean it's just um the the, the process is manic you know just coming yeah. up with scripts and and, and you we had recording time we had what probably 20 scripts for that last episode yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah we had about probably about 50 60 you know, 40 to 50 pages of scripts I yeah would say. at least yeah and then um just it, for the one episode yeah and then it took me eight hours to edit and then oh. you said i feel like it might have even been more because we did probably like five on that saturday yeah, alone yeah, and it took me a salt like and i feel like you probably did more than three on the sunday yeah, right probably yeah i, and, I, and I mean it was I'm Probably. slow it took me from about two until eight and then i wouldn't get pizza in and we also well let's mention next week yeah we'll have Houndmouth on the show yeah uh, they're really cool semi-local well more local to louisville uh awesome band good friends of mine um their manager chris is one of my best friends and he actually stepped in on the interview at some point uh it's it, it's a shit show uh shane the drummer had to leave a little bit into it it was a ton of fun we're gonna have to piece that you'll, one you'll, together you'll like it like people are gonna like, like it's very like, interesting like, 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 it's very interesting and we each talk about our creative process yes yeah and, like uh, i don't know yeah. what's how it's so, all gonna so, come so, out so in the end want, if you want a peek behind the like that's gonna be yeah a really good creative peek behind the curtain and, like, i'm looking forward to i'll it, admit you know? like they are friends of mine and have been for a while and like i went into it in my head of like a standard kind of music interview like taught their new album had come out let's talk about it yeah. new producer and it kind of started like that, but you could tell, you know, they had just been doing interviews all week for the album. And again, we're friends with them. So like, they just kind of wanted to shoot the shit yeah. and it uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, we had a blast. Um, um, check it on Twitter. We're going to be posting a lot of Hound Mouth songs. If you're not familiar, yeah. familiarize yourself. It's and pretty we, much worth and it. And we have, yeah, their album, Good For You, out on all platforms as of last week. And we had an interesting discussion about copyright and us being able to use their music and with are them is them just telling us you can use it enough yeah so like interesting discussion around that yeah um and just stepping back again so be on the look for that next week um you know 
for me to be able to interview Alex Marvez, you know, someone who I'd known on a personal level, oh, yeah. got hired by AEW. I'm like, holy shit. Um, was just so cool. So cool. He was our first interview. I mean, we obviously planned it like that. You mentioned the Lee Walds and X-Men. Yeah, like, and like getting to like, you know, like, like they were on our show just months yeah. before that, before that. <laughs> Biggest news of their last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, just, just the opportunities that this show has, has afforded us, I think were things that I did not think possible and, one year ago. And we've interviewed, you know, Danny Limelight and Rohit Raju, yeah. like, these guys are no fucking slouches, you yeah. know? Like, I was watching the New Japan show Battle in the Valley from last night, and, like, it's just tight to see Limelight yeah. out there yeah. doing his fucking shimmy yeah. and, like, just never forget him recording it at his fucking pool. I was so scared his phone was muted. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to drop that. Yeah, and Rohit meeting him at the indie show in Milwaukee and just couldn't be nicer and awesome and just gave us a real, you know, over an hour just so much fun and Great like sense of humor. He just beat Rocky Romero on Impact. I haven't seen the match yet, but it's like I feel like we're tied to these guys and like hopefully, you know, we can get an Ethan Page and you know, I think we're, we're going to get some fucking tight Oh yeah, people. yeah. Well, we have that and we have um um our um other people uh, NBA Jam the book guy. Yeah. Said <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I don't know when that's Jim Mizano. Jim Mizano, yeah. <laughs> college radio college sports radio guy. Yeah. You know, like we said earlier, we want to be doing different things. I'd love to do more interviews and like, you know, clearly we can get a whole bunch of random ass people, you know, and tie it to what we're doing somehow. Yeah, so, um, you know, as we're wrapping this up, uh, favorite moments, favorite episodes, you know, obviously we know which ones are kind of the, the most important. Um, I don't know what just, what my, do you got my here? My favorite ones, um, episode two. Was whenever yeah. was whenever I kind of realized like like the show gained a huge part of its identity. Yes, the sound way, effects, the, the sound effects. Then we outgrew. You know, episode six was kind of the culmination of that. <laughs> yeah, that but, was like kind of our first yeah, arc, so yeah. to speak, is like just figuring out yeah. what it is we're doing. Yeah, the here. book, the book of Turner. I thought more more of it, um, kind of back then, but I felt like the book and Turner walked so we could run. Yeah, you know, the free agency. It's probably in terms of just raw, like, you know, like it's sort of a standard that I don't know if we're going to go back and do something like that. It was very real. It's very real in terms of like coordinating stuff and writing. (laughs) It's like, I don't think we're ever going to try to do something that just, That was pretty epic. But the one before, what was it? Let my podcast go with the the forest and the woods. Oh, that's the sacrifice. Okay, yeah. But both of those, that that two-parter. But like that was where, for me, like that changed the whole editing spectrum of like really, you know, we had... 12 fucking tracks of audio there and yeah that really built to a lot of what we did with wwe and the road you know episode 20 obviously a fucking classic yeah um, you know paying off pretty much every storyline from the previous 19 episodes and Uh, then what we did with all the goldman stuff like yes scene creation with audio is just it's been so fucking cool it is neat yeah um the road, I like that one. That one, I think one of the lessons we learned is like, all right, like just trying to standardize people's recording because we're doing a lot on Zoom. With yeah. Way. And so that, that one, yeah, you could, the the differences in the recordings were very stark on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like we kind of learned how to blend that a little bit. We um, met Smack Boyle. Met Smack Boyle, yeah. Um, honestly, uh, the David Lynchman was a lot of fun. Like just like coming yeah. up with that idea and just going with it. Yeah. 
um, while we were both watching Twin Peaks, and I mean, we tied it to you know watching yeah. Dynamite on your fucking telephone. Yeah. You know, I would say my top two, you know, are probably um, for two different reasons. Are probably the free agency and uh, let or and uh, nothing Goldman stay. Yeah. But nothing Goldman says the smoothest editing we've done. Yeah. Um, the David Lynch is up there. The plot show is in terms of normal episodes <laughs> is a really high up there one. That, the David put, Lynch that one too. put that cigarette out. out. Yeah. That. Um, also, um, one I like to draw attention to, and the one that I think made the Goldman story what it is. Oh is, yeah. Um, Be the water, not the rock. Yeah. Because like that was like the whole writing process for that was like the Goldman thing was originally a joke. Yeah, you know, like we like real Greg. We're like, ha ha ha. You yeah. know, let's come up with like a fake Greg. Yeah, put him on the show. Way tighter than real. Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just kind of have him, you know, like be up there and do the show, and it would be all a joke. And then like that was the most important thing about this is this idea just incubated long enough that we just had to take it seriously. And whenever you take a character seriously, even if they're meant to be funny, it takes on this whole new dimension. Yeah. And in that episode, you know, and like. Vince and Greg were just always on a natural trajectory. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it, and it was great to have these two characters that exist in our universe that just organically came together. Came together. And it just, and it, it was like that episode was natural and it just almost wrote itself. Um, and that, I think, allowed for everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Well, and that was the, f I really think the only time really we've had, we had Derek and Chad on the call together. Yeah. Because, the other time we had to record Chad separate. So like seeing those two go back and forth and ad-libbing a lot yeah. to like, that was awesome. Yep. Uh, the switch is the another switch. classic yeah, yeah, 19 right before the yeah. road. I mean, yeah. that was just so much fun and funny mm -hmm. and the congratulations and speeding up the NXT recap. Yeah. Um, Man, there's just so many. Yeah. I, I free agency, I think is still probably like the best. I guess I don't know, but it, it, just because it was so real. Well, well, it's the first. Th it's the one that I think is like oh, the be podcast episode. Yeah, like it takes what a podcast is and yes. just kind of like you know does something with that kind of formula and that and, style. And, and the rest of our stuff have been, you know, I kept using the word cinematic to describe nothing Goldman's Day. Yeah, and it is. We try to do sort of the one take kind of thing, and but that's you know. Not entirely a podcast. That was kind yeah. of also influenced by like, oh, it wants to kind of be more like a movie. And the, yeah, it, it felt like that. You know, yeah. it's like we could see it all happening visually mm -hmm. as we're writing it, editing it, what have yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been fucking tight. I feel like, you know, could say a million other things, but uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> you got anything else? No, um, I mean... This year is going to be, we're going to end this in a... Yeah, I mean, we're, like we said, we're going we're gonna to be taking some steps back here from now until the holidays and maybe even into 2022, you know. Like, next week, we're going to run the Hellmouth interview. Do then I'm so. in Atlanta for Dynamite. I'll be, I'll be in San Diego. You're out of town. Before. So, you know, may take another week off here or there. Just, you know, just hitting the brakes a little bit. I want to review Survivor Series yeah. 98. Because that was episode two, and you hadn't seen it, and it was yeah. me just fucking rambling about it. Yeah. And it's such a, like, in terms of a one show, like, it's got such an incredible story throughout that yeah, show. Yeah, and then we'll just watch, yeah. That so, like, cool. you know, however we want to do that. Some can be live reactions, some can be just talking. But, like, we've never reviewed a show. Yeah. No, and I, it's I'm, such an, like, front face lock, that's their thing, and they're really good at it. But, like, 
I'd like to see what we can do yeah, just with a simple show like we just did with full gear but yeah. obviously doing it a little differently yeah yeah no I'd be way down to and that's the whole I mean that's like the peak of the attitude era mm -hmm. I think just so much shit going on yeah. um I definitely want to do and you know an end of the year matches of the year what have you with our friend Azar who's been mentioned on here many times who you know I talk about this shit yeah. with him every day. We keep the spreadsheet. Um, I'm going to be with him in Atlanta for that show. So that's going to happen. We're definitely due for a BBB Live. Yeah, I think no, we'll, we'll probably do another one around Christmas along with our big end of year bonanza. I guess we haven't done one since like March. It was like the Beach Break show yeah. of Dynamite. Jesus Christ. I mean, where did this year go? Yeah, It's like crazy how much it flew by. Mm-hmm. Um, and just what a year of AEW, man. Like, you know, the pit, the pandemic, it was hard of the pandemic when you hopped on. Let me say fucking rest in peace, Brody Lee. That fucking sucked. Um, you know, that dog collar match I know was like right before you started in. So you missed on all that, but like to see the dark order and where they all came out of this and that, that moment with hoisting hangman up at the end was, that's what really got me to cry. Uh, but just in general, the you know the growth of this company and the like, who would have fucking thought CM Punk, Danielson, Adam Cole, Malachi Black, Andrade, like Jay Lethal, you know Kevin Steen probably coming. I know I'm missing people, just insane. And like a guy like Eddie Kingston, who couldn't even afford to pay his mortgage, comes in for one match against Cody. Now he's one of the most over people in the entire fucking company. And he's going to get his wins at some point. Um, you know, Kenny, hats off to him. What a fucking run he had. Um, you know, just not quite New Japan level Kenny, but he's not that guy anymore. But still, just still one of the best wrestlers in the fucking world. Um, and just, yeah. I don't know. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, can't wait for what the next year brings. Yeah, well, and what'll be the next hit? Watch. And what'll I love next, just you know, Goldman Hour the growth of our relationship yeah. and friendship. Sure. I mean, we were, we've always been friends more by like association and friends of friends, but like, obviously now we see and talk to each other as much or Daily. more than anyone yeah. in yeah. life. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, you know, like kind of me coming out of grad school too. I, you know, you know, for creative writing, you know, sometimes it can be a real solitary thing. And without the structure of the MFA where it was, you know, you do do workshops and do critiques and group projects like Ian, yeah. um, who voiced Hoagie was in yeah. um, the program at Southern he Illinois University. killed it with yeah. Hoagie. Yeah, he was at, you know, at Southern Hoagie. Illinois. Hoagie. Hoagie. Everybody's favorite. I mean, every, I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten of people that love Hoagie. Yeah, so. and I mean, you know, that, that was how it was supposed to work, and we needed a performance that would be that emotional center, that sort of uh, paragon of goodness, and, and he was that. Um, but yeah, kind of coming out of that graduate program where it was, you know, like cooperative and competitive. Yeah. You know, where like you had a purpose for writing, you know, and, and moving back during the pandemic and kind of, you know, being in my house and just sort of writing alone and... You know, it kind of feeling pointless and rudderless sometimes. And uh, this show gave me purpose. Yeah. And and it still gives me purpose. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Well, yeah. And, you know, again, I hit you up one day. Hey, what about this crazy idea? You want to do a wrestling podcast with me? I'm going to need you to fucking commit mm -hmm. and watch AEW every week and without a hesitation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because we had talked, you know, and we've talked about like, we talked about doing something and I was going to start a show with someone else who was a big fan. And like, you know, 
Never in a mil, never in a trillion years did I ever think that you know what this podcast would be is where it is now. Yeah. That was a terrible way of saying it, but again, and it, I, I, I just go back. It started oh, with just one oh my joke. God. I, I, I thought like you know, like whenever we first put, like whenever we first started doing this, I was like, oh my god, I haven't edited anything <laughs> yeah. since May of 2020. And this was November. Yeah. And I was just like, how are we going to put this out? How are we going to promote it? How are we going to know people are listening yeah. to it? Like, how are we going to... Like, Very have, overwhelming. Yeah, how are we going to... Like, like I, I had no experience with, like, showing people that this exists. Yeah. Of, like, having this have a presence or a footprint, um, you know, um, in the wrestling world or just even online. Yep. And the fact, you know, just the process of figuring that, that out and kind of how quickly it went and how people were there to help. Yes. You know? Was um, you know was one of the more astonishing parts, one of the more confidence building. Like you parts said, of yeah, like like you yeah. said, grad school very competitive. Yeah. This it's like you know a lot of lifting each other up. Yeah. You know, and of course there is yeah. some people out there that you know aren't necessarily in on that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, just what a community it's been, and I feel like we could literally talk all day, and I'm exhausted, and we need to get this out. But uh, just want to say I love you, I love and you this too, has man. been so much fun, and. Uh, Here's to another year. I mean, obviously many more, hopefully, but uh, who the fuck knows where we're going to be headed in this next year. But I know we are looking forward to hitting the brakes a little bit here over these next couple of months. Yeah, we're going to be headed somewhere. We're going to kind of, you know, may do things differently, but it's going to be fun. And yeah, just uh, thank you all, the listeners. Thank um, you so much. For, uh, you know, making this possible, for, you know, giving us, you know, kind of, you know, you know, we want to make this show because we want to make it, but you know, you all are also a, a big part of it. Yeah. And just the feedback we get online and the relationships we've built. Yeah. It wouldn't um, be the are, same if people didn't care about yeah, it. Are you indispensable. Know? Yeah. 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 Just the people that we've met, true friendships, again, just like looking forward to all that stuff. And yeah. Uh, what a time. And, uh, I guess uh, that about wraps her up here, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I, I love Hangman. I love wrestling. I love you. Let's, uh... You're back in time for the heat. It feels just like you're 17. Maybe you could get a lift from the uptown.
bed 